and welcome to Watch This. We are now in part two of our holiday movie thon 2022, and we've reached a modern animated holiday classic with animation that hasn't aged too gracefully by modern standards, but it's earned a spot in movie history as the world's first all digital capture film, as recognized by Guinness World Records in 2006. That movie is The Polar Express. With me, I have Andrew. Inside of you, there are two wolves. One says sicko mode, the other says Mobamba. And Riley. Tickets, please. Tickets. Well, you coming? <laughs> the Polar Express premiered on October 13, 2004 at the Chicago International Film Festival and went wide release on November 10, 2004. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis, written by Robert Zemeckis and William Broyles Jr., Based on the book by Chris Van Allsburg and stars Tom Hanks, Daryl Savera, Nona Gay, Jimmy Bennett, Eddie Deason, and Michael Jeter. And in this movie, on Christmas Eve, a boy boards a special train headed for the North Pole. And I'm going to read the critics' consensus. Though the movie is visually stunning overall, the animation for the human characters isn't lifelike enough, and the story is padded. As always, if you want to watch along with us, then you can go over to Just Watch to find it where you can buy, rent, or stream the movie in your area. This time, you'll need to be right at the beginning at the 000 timestamp. And when I give the countdown and say now, then press play and you should be synced with us. Alright, what do you think of us doing the Polar Express? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Um, maybe I overhyped. Yeah. There are a couple good scenes, but um, and it definitely holds a place in history as being like one of the first, if not the first, digital like CGI motion capture movies. Unfortunately, it didn't really lasting legacy because it also brought us A Christmas Carol starring Jim Carrey and Mars Needs Mom starring people. I don't know who is in that movie and I don't care to know. I think Joan Cusack's in um, Mars Needs Moms. Damn. Breaks my heart. Yeah, uh, yeah and she's a great actress and it, she deserves better than Mars Needs Moms and uh, Chicken Little. Um, was uh was Joan Cusack thing else besides uh, the Toy Story movies, and um, of course Mars Needs Mons and Chicken Little? Oh, uh, uh, she was in It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie. She was the she was like the she was basically just like Tex Richmond but female, and she was just kind of a sure, bitch. Sure, sure. I just re I just realized she was also in the School of Rock as Jack Black's love interest. <laughs> Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. And I also kind of forgot Miranda Cosgrove was in um, School of Rock 2. You know what's funny? Oh my god, it's what? it's the iCarly about... prequel we all needed. What? We're talking about, I, like, I know we're talking about Miranda Cosgrove. My mom and I actually got into, like, a debate of, like, if Miranda, Co like, about Miranda Cosgrove. Because, like, she was wondering, like, oh yeah, who was the Disney Channel kid that was in the School of Rock? And I was like, Miranda Cosgrove? And she was like, yeah, she was on Disney Channel. And I was like, no, she's she was on Nickelodeon. She was in iCarly. And she was like, no, I'm pretty sure she was in Disney Channel. Mandela so Effect. Like, it went on for like five minutes. It was really funny. Yeah. Uh, so, sounds Wait, like your me, mom is. I am going to search up, though, if Miranda Cosgrove was in like a Disney show, even as just like a like a supporting minor guest character. 
Wait, Romy, what were you gonna it say? It doesn't look like it. Yeah, it looks like your mom has experienced like a, a Mandela effect type thing. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's gonna start believing there was a movie about a genie starring Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Anyway, are we ready to start the movie? Woo! Not before I mention that uh, in the upcoming keynote, Despicable Me 4, Miranda Cosgrove will be reprising her critically acclaimed role as Margot. Nice. Okay. Okay, now I'm ready. Alright, uh, okay. Three, two, one, now! Yep. Uh, I can it's actually remember. the Polar Express. Yeah, I actually remember, like, I've said this before in previous watch thises, Um, but I actually remember when my whole class went to see the movie when it came out in theaters. No you, have a title. you have a title. And I didn't want to go. credits. Yeah, I didn't want to go in because of, like, because I, I was afraid the scene would, with, from, in the beginning where like the train approaches and I was afraid it would give me sensory overload. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm completely with you there. That was the scariest freaking scene of all time for a five-year-old as myself. Yeah. But then I got coaxed in after that and, and I didn't know how to like properly articulate it. I, I did go in after I had the time of my life in there and uh, when we got back, we um, drew our favorite scene. Hmm. What was what your favorite, favorite scene? scene? Um, I don't remember. I think I, I think it was later. I I think I remember it was the scene where like, um, know it all kid got like the ticket message punt, and he thought it was meant said lean, but it <laughs> said learn. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> That that scene takes a whole new meaning in the modern age, where lean mean now now means something completely different. What does it mean? I don't know, but I I saw I saw a meme of the know it all kids saying lean. Let me look it up. Mm. Lean is a, a mixture of Jolly Ranchers, Sprite, and cocaine. Wait, oh! no, not cocaine, codine. Oh okay. god! Okay, wait, if it was actually cocaine, I would have been very terrified. <laughs> My no. earliest memory of watching this movie was, um, it was actually like fourth grade. The last time I watched that was like the last time I watched this movie. It was in like fourth grade, mm. and like we had like it was like during this time, and like we had like it was like our last day of the semester, and like. We, like, made a bunch of hot chocolate and we watched this movie. Oh, yeah. I have a similar mm. memory to that. Um, I, like, a year after the movie came out, my, um, we, we were doing, we were doing, um, something about, we, we were, like, in fifth grade, we were doing, like, a whole unit on the books of Chris Van Allsburg. Um, and, like, we, um... And we we actually got to um, go, go to another field trip. We got to see Zathura, and because mm. it, it was new in theaters at that time, luckily enough. And uh, at the end of the unit, we had a pajama party. 
We had hot chocolate. We watched, and we of course watched this movie. Mm. It was, you know, something interesting about Zath Zathura. You you mentioned that movie. Um, is that I remember like seven years ago. I vividly remember recognizing one of the kids in that movie as the same voice actor for Austin. In the backyardigans, yes. Yes. <laughs> it would wait, be weird if it was Austin from Austin and Alley. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait. What? Yeah. Wait. What? What did you say? Uh, I don't uh, get it. Uh, um. So, I'm just saying, like, one of the voice, one of the vo- kids in Zithura was the same kid who voiced Austin through all four seasons of the backyardigans. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, his name's Jonah Bobo. Yep, that's him. Yeah, and uh, also the guy doing the... Also, one of the kids from Zathura, um, to tie it back to this movie, is uh, the guy that does the body capture of um, the hero boy. Oh, it all comes together! <laughs> oh yeah, it's all coming together. Yep, it all... Everything comes together. Like, that's basically the meaning of life. It, everything mm-hmm. comes together. It's a small world. I know we're almost, like, three weeks away from, from like, New Year's, but I, I just want to do my New Year's resolution. Um, I want us to do Emperor's New Groove next year. Yes! Oh. Please! Please, let's do Emperor's New Groove! Wow! Th- yes! I would love to do that some do that mm. this year. Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite Disney movie, hands down. So good. Yeah, it's your record. I have quite the fond, I have quite the fond memories of it in fifth from fifth grade. Yeah, I, I have it oh. on VHS. Hmm. Wow. You know, frankly though, I I consider my record Ralph to be uh, the Great Mouse Detective. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Uh, it's, it's really here. good. Mm. It's really good, especially if you appreciate a good mystery. Yeah, it's like yeah. Um, Disney's Knives Out. <laughs> <laughs> I think my Wreck-It Ralph is probably... It's probably Empress New Groove. That's my Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. And, uh... Oh my god, the train is coming to take him to Brazil. Yeah. Did you ever cons? I I remember reading this post about how um, it's secret. This uh, how this is a movie about a creepy conductor that kidnaps children and tells them that they will go see Santa. <laughs> uh, what if it's all a hallucination? What if this it was all just? How could it? How could it be a hallucination? What was the kid? Were all the kids having lean? <laughs> What if this movie was all a dream? Yeah. You wake up at the end of the movie, it's like, it was all a dream. <laughs> and you and, were there, and you were there, and you were there, and you weren't there. And Matt Damon, you were there. And Julia Stiles, you were there. Which is weird, because you weren't in any... But you weren't in anything weren't. after that, because which is weird, because you were really great in 10 Things I Hate About You. I'm very glad someone decided to make that reference. Oh my god, I it's can't a, believe it. It was I a re- reference to Mad. Yeah, there was like, um, so let me give the context for that segment. Um, 
So it's a parody of the Burn identity called the Buzz identity. At the and at the end, the whole thing is revealed to be Buzz's dream. And so he's like, I, I had this dream, and you were there, and you were there, and and then it turns out like, and then it tur- ends as as a, like a spoof of Inception with like the spinning top. Oh my God, it's him. It's the conductor. I it's keep Rick. forgetting that. We- Sorry. Wait, what are you saying, Riley? I keep forgetting that Leonardo DiCaprio was in Inception. Yeah. Everyone forgot that Leonardo DiCaprio was in Inception. Mm, it might yeah. just because I expect Christopher Nolan to put uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in any of his movies. For some reason, he always likes to put Michael Caine in his movies and no one else. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wait, um, I, 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 there's something I was gonna say earlier, but I forgot. Um, this is produced by Tom Hanks and his producing partner Gary Getzman, and you, you'll remember Gary Getzman as the inspiration for Gary Valentine, the lead character in Licorice Pizza. Wow. And, uh, Gary actually started as a child star in, like, Yours, Mine, and Ours, which explains the whole, um, I think I mentioned this in the episode, which links that whole segment on, like, uh, that one talk show where they're all singing that song. And Mm. the next... And then there's also... um, And then in real life, he actually did have, like, a pinball arcade. Hmm. So, for context, this random train has decided to make its way into a random neighborhood and take children from across the neighborhood and bring them supposedly to the North Pole where they will meet Santa Claus. Only in Ohio. Yep. Ohio be like, I I hate living in Ohio on God. Is Ohio becoming the new Florida? (laughs) I mean, I mean, Florida... I mean, Ohio doesn't have weird stories, so no. It may—it's just that we we know so little about Ohio. Um, only Scott the Waz knows stuff about Ohio. All is strange and vague. Are we dead, or is this Ohio? Are we human, or are we Ohioans? <laughs> this analysis would put Shakespeare to shame. Man. What if the uh, the Polar Express is actually a form of limbo or purgatory? Maybe it's like a shared dream. Like, um, I, I, would you mind mind me sharing a little bit of uh, Fraggle Rock lore? Um, not yet, because the very most important character in the entire movie is about to show up. Oh yeah. Not now. Right now. It's him. Yay! <laughs> oh my gosh. He's asking if you want to hear sicko mode or mo bamba. <laughs> Why oh. not both? That's what the third wolf in you says. Both. Uh oh. Wait. Um. I just. 
I also remembered something really interesting. You know who the girl who um the girl who did the the body capture for uh the hero girl. It, she is yeah. um she is the the pop singer Tinash. Hmm. Uh, you probably don't know much about yeah, her. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure I know who Tinash is. Um she was on Dancing with the Stars um a couple hmm. of years ago. And um, mm. some others, and and she's also done some other stuff. Oh yeah, mm. um, so yeah, if you want, I want to get back to the Fraggle Rock lore. So, um, mm. Fraggles can like sh- enter each other's dreams by touching their heads together as they go to sleep, and saying, "Dream a dream and see what a dream can be." What a cool thing. Why can't humans do that? For real, for real. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Fraggle Rock, um, Gobo and Red were at, like, the Children's and Family uh, Emmy Awards ceremony, and, like, they sang um, Magic Be With You, which was not only in the new um, Night of the Light special, but it was, like, the song from... It was the song from the very last episode... And of the original. Wouldn't it be show. funny though if they? Wouldn't it be funny if they were performing that song, but then all of a sudden Kermit hijacks the performance and goes, "F you guys, we're doing Rainbow Connection." <laughs> that would just be so. That would just be so cursed. <laughs> and it, it, and it would just be like, it would just be a great way to show how we live in a society when it comes to picking what the Muppets choose, picking what the Muppets sing in. On talk shows and the like. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so funny if, like, Rainbow Connection was like Kermit Frog's Living After Midnight. It's the only song people know by him, and he's going to continue singing it and not do anything else because he knows what the people want, even though deep down it's what they don't want. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. And, um, yeah, basically. <laughs> so, um, there is, uh, God, I need to remember. Yeah. Ah, uh, God. So, um, it looks like one, um, one of the unfortunates isn't allowed on the train, but now he wants to get, get on the train. Unfortunately, he's very slow. He is very small. And he trips and falls and dies. And it's the last we'll ever see of him. Um, um so like there are like like a couple of days past between like two certain performances of Rainbow Connection, like one of them being like a um a virtual pride celebration by Disney and the other being the 4th of July concert on PBS, the Capital 4th. Mm. A Disney Pride uh, stream would be a bit oxymoronic considering the stuff they did to the Owl House. Mm. Uh, and um, So probably the best scene in the entire movie is about to show up in at least 30 seconds. Oh, it's the hot chocolate one. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I'm craving hot chocolate. Yeah. 
Yeah, now that you mention it, so am I. Yeah, I don't like seeing these TikToks. Oh, sorry, you go. What? No, no, no. Uh, no, um, Riley, you go ahead. I wasn't gonna say anything. Okay, so I found these uh, TikToks, and it's like they actually made like actual like, like they recreated the Polar Express, and they mm -hmm. actually like do it like it's on a train, like they serve hot chocolate and do like all the stuff. And I also like right when uh, the right when you announced that we were doing the Polar Express, like I think the exact same night. It was on my for you page on TikTok, and it was a and I saw a um what is it? It was a tick. It was like an edit, and it's of this scene. <laughs> I'm gonna share it with you right now. Nice. Okay. Um, I I I I'm I'm excited and scared for it. Mm, me too. Oh my god, it's them. It's the hot chocolate. Um, so they, so they actually... Even, even though this makes absolutely no sense physically, it, it just, it works. Yep. It's one of the scenes of all time. Has anyone seen that video, like, uh, hot chocolate, but every time they say chocolate, the more the more you go into hell? <laughs> oh, no. it, it, was that like a Mr. Mr. Mango Head edit? It, it looked, sounds like something Mr. Mr. Mango Head would have done. It does. Um, let me see if he did it though. Da, 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 da. I I remember the scene was in like what the greatest crossover, and like here we've only got one rule: never ever let it. And then when it said cool, it cut to like a scene from Kung Fu Panda. <sighs> Apparently, it's from someone called Luca Big Pants. <laughs> oh, I find that edit because it's so funny. Yeah, like. Fingers crossed. Oh my god, time. Tom Hanks just invented moonwalking, guys. Uh, can you um, tell me what happens in the edit, Riley? It's not really in like an edit. It's just like one of those like like um, like music edit. Like I'll I'll share it right now. Hang on. You found it. I'll find it. I have to find it. Oh, sorry. No. So... Would, would you consider uh, th that scene to be the big whipped alligator moment of the Polar Express? I mean, maybe, because, like, the hot chocolate... That hot chocolate does serve a little bit of plot importance because she's taking it to Billy. Yes. Why, why is his name Billy? They could have just called him Second Hero Boy. <laughs> they could have called him Steve, like the hedge and over the hedge. I think it's extremely funny to headcanon that Hero Boy and Hero Girl's names are literally Hero Boy and Hero Girl. <laughs> that that raises the same energy as like the, the parents on the Fairly Odd Parents being literally named Timmy's mom and Timmy's dad. Is it on their birth certificates or something? I I don't know. They they just literally um like even like when they were kid when they're kids, um like at the, yeah. in the plot when they go back in time to when his parents were kids, like like Timmy's dad is that's like oh she's well her her name is at uh, truck goes by but everybody calls her mom <laughs> and the same with dad. Maybe his, maybe mom is short for Momoa. 
She's secretly related to Jason Momoa. She is Aqua Woman. And her grandfather is Aqua Lung. Anyway, this is a really cool scene, especially that it was, I think it's a one-shotter. Yeah, it's a... This might just be the only good, technically good scene in the entire movie. Yeah. Oh, this. I do miss my know-it-all kid, though. Yeah, this is, like, this, like, like, the road to, um, the, the road to the, um, North Pole is, is just kind of on, it's just kind of like, the, the, a lot of these scenes leave you, like, on edge. Like, mm-hmm. like when he gets the ticket and, like, and especially the Drift Express, which we'll see later on in this movie. Yeah. I can't believe Tokyo Drift had the audacity to steal from that masterpiece. Um, more like Initial D. I, I can't believe Initial D ripped off the Polar Express. SMH. Shake my head. My head. Yeah, and, uh... I, I always like adding the extra my head at the end. Yeah. And you want... Eh, plus, um... Plus, initial... Plus, plus, the Polar Express was itself ripping off the Blues Brothers. How so? It just is! Because the Blues Brothers is the first thing to ever exist. It just took until 1980 to show up. I, I Maybe... I think they took, like... Until- like 1979 because keep in mind they had appearances on SNL oh yeah yeah okay and look at that the ticket's right back where it belongs okay let's talk about um the uh, national film registry I mean the it the, the 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 entries for this year haven't been announced yet. Um, but... Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Let's go. <laughs> oh, jeez. Of course. So, um... Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, it should be out this week, because, like, past years have had it, um, this week. Wait, how old does a movie have to be... It has um, to be at least ten, to... it has to be at least ten years old. So um, next year, movies... good luck, Charlie. It's Christmas. Is eleven years old. It counts. Yeah. Anyway, um, movies from two thousand thirteen will be eligible for preservation in the Library of Congress next year. Um, so mm. Frozen. What else came out this year? Uh, her. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Let's see. Wait, anything well, that like turned ten this year can go into the National Film Registry? Yes. Okay. Maybe Wreck It Ralph can get in there. Yeah, so- it should show up sooner than later. Um, so, yeah. um, The Great Gatsby by Baz Luhrmann. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yes, um, Under the Skin will be eligible next year. Enemy by Denis Villeneuve is eligible next year. 
Isn't that the movie that ends with a guy walking into a room and there's this giant-ass spider for literally no reason whatsoever? Um... Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but, um, I guess, um... Okay. Let me see what else, uh, came out this year. Ah, uh, this is the end. Um... This is the end, beautiful friend, the end. Let's see, what else came out in 2013 that deserves to go into the registry? A uh, Despicable Me 2! Kino! Oh, yeah! <laughs> um, Mama, which, um, Mama is like that movie by Guillermo del Toro. I mean, no, actually he didn't make it, but it, it was like this, this weird horror movie. It was the basis for, um... A sketch on Mad called Papa, where it was just Papa. the Smurfs. And Papa Smurf, yeah. Yeah. Not enough Gargamel. Too much Gargamel. Fine, I'll know when I'm not wanted. Wait. I know an, a, a very important movie that's turning 10 next year. What? That should be in the National Recording Registry. National Film Registry? What, what is it? What is it? Yeah. It's the one... Where they go back in time for the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> no! He's off the oh my God! That's right. No! They go back in time to the first Thanksgiving to get turkeys off the menu. Yes, no! <laughs> I'm excited for when the nut job turns 10 so it can get inducted into the National Film Registry. Oh no, no. I draw the I'm line. Joking. That, that, that job. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I I know you're joking, but I draw the line at nut job. Um so I found yeah. a list of movies. Um uh, it, it's a it is a movie. It is a list that is like several thousand um 41 pages of movies. Um I don't know how long it uh, 4,089 movies, um, but by this, like, this one guy, uh, thinks should, um, uh, that, that are, like, that this guy considers culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant, uh, they're 10 years old, 10 years or more, and they, um, and they're, they should definitely be, um, of the movies on the list that are, um, uh, that I've watched that um there is um there is Wreck It Ralph of course there's also um Toy Stories two and three The Princess and the Frog Where the Wild Things Are Tangled Life of Pi Walk Hard which we watched a couple weeks ago um The Muppet Christmas Carol The Great Muppet Caper The Brave Little Toaster Monsters Inc um Macbeth from 1971, which I haven't seen since I watched it in school. Finding Nemo, Life Aquatic, and Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Hmm. Well, anyway, uh, I just thought of another actually good 2013 movie that would probably get into the registry in its first year of availability. Eligibility. Yeah. Eligibility. Yeah. Uh, Wolf, the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I remember that year when it came. I remember when like everyone was like, uh, Leonardo's gonna finally win this Oscar. 
Because and then he didn't. Matthew McConaughey did instead. For Dallas Buyers Club. The irony is that McConaughey was also in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yes! That, that just makes it even funnier. Anyway, um... What else to talk about? Um... DiCaprio would not win his Oscar until 2016 for The Revenant, which, according to my friends, is a film which no one, none of them remember. Oh yeah, he won an Oscar for sleeping in a dead horse carcass and eating raw bison meat in the wilderness. I, I did that last year. Where's my Oscar? <laughs> What, like, watch me win an Oscar for eating raw meat in the supermarket and then getting kicked out. And the Oscar for most times banned from a Walmart goes to. <laughs> yeah. Goes to? <laughs> me, everybody, for what is a man? Woo! Anyway, Hero Boy, that is his legal name, by the way, is trying to convince himself that this is a dream and get him to wake up. But try as he might, he must realize this is not a dream. He is on his way to hell oh. for not believing in Santa Claus. That reminds me of that reminds me of an. It was a post from one time I dreamt on Tumblr where somebody submitted a story about like. Um, so I this is when it happened and I I there was a book and at the end of the book there was like a page there was a page where like there was a girl in a truck and it, they said hi hey how come they didn't put a picture of the author here and the truck said I don't know all I see is a blank square and the next page is the about the author page and the author was John Cena Bum yeah, I was just about to say that. Have you seen the John Cena prank call? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, and you, you don't know what else? Um, that, like, and and then further developments of the story revealed that um, it wasn't a dream. There actually is a John Cena children's book, and like it, there, and it were. Where the girl and the girl says, "How come they didn't put a picture of the author here?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know. I see a blank square." And <laughs> yeah, you can't see him. It, yeah, it's called Elbow Grease. If you are interested in checking it out at uh, Barnes and Noble. What a wonderful book to read to my kindergartners. Elbow Grease. <laughs> Sounds like a Nickelodeon original movie starring Keenan and Cal. Anyway, continuing on uh, the Polar Express, uh, I believe I was in kindergarten when I first heard of the Polar Express, and we uh, we read the book first. I I don't think we watched the movie, but I I was able to watch it at home later, so that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is a pretty epic scene. Yeah. 
Looks like they're on their way to the fourth circle. Yep. Also, this is my... I just love the kid's scream here for some reason. <laughs> it sounds so... It sounds so mature and dark. And he's like eight years old. Why does he... Why does he and, scream like he's 17? Yeah, and here's the part where he meets um, two Mr. Noodles, brother Mr. Noodles. I mean, I and uh, also Hero Girl. Yeah. Um, this is the also role... Hero Girl. Oh yeah, I should mention like the two guys um here are played. The, those two guys are played by uh both played by Michael Jeter, um who played uh, Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle, in the Elmo's World segments, and um hmm. I I remember um. So I remember reading a post from somebody who was watching the Green Mile, where like his character dies when they're testing out the electric chair, and like he just said, um, "Silly Mr. Noodle, that's not how you do it." What crimes did Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle, do? But anyway, um, I always hated these two characters. Thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah. I think we're about to reach the de the initial D Express scene. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Why does the the fat guy look like uh what the what what is the the name of the big guy from Spider Verse? Uh oh, uh Kingpin. Yeah, he. He looks like Kingpin if he lost just a little bit of weight. Hmm. Anyway, um, I sh I ship Hero Boy and Hero Girl, even though I think it's weird that they share the first their the first name. Yeah. I now pronounce you Hero Boy and Hero Girl. <laughs> you may now kiss the hero. We can be heroes just for one day. Well, holy shit! It's the lost. It's the lost Santa's reindeer. It's all the rejects. <laughs> they escaped from uh, Saint Nick's concentration camp, where he killed the reindeers that couldn't fly, <laughs> and then he would then market them off to. Local giants and Safeways. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Is this is this joke going too far? Tell me. Yeah. Um, can we just make it? Uh, let me just uh, just try and shovel uh, it to another um, topic by saying, "Why weren't you at Elf practice?" <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that, Romy. Oh, that's. Oh, I. Yeah. Each oh. day, I I I think about saying why weren't you at elf practice but i always forget to so yeah. thank you yes last year i was thinking of saying oh boy i hope it's a snake when i opened christmas presents last year but um it didn't happen i i forgot i forgore i will not forgore this year um i need to remember mm -hmm. hey you just scared off all those little Reindeers. 
They're off to the Frozen auditions to see which one's gonna play Sven. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, I think Frozen's gonna get into the National Film Registry sooner than later because, um... It's Frozen. Yes, yeah, it gave us Let It Go, and it gave us Olaf, and it gave us a bunch of other things. Hmm. I mean... I mean... But, I, I uh... Hmm. No, ne never mind. I enjoyed the first Frozen enough. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to outright say it is the greatest film of all time, but uh, it's certainly more enjoyable than something like, I don't know. What is a film that Frozen is more enjoyable than? Um, oh God. Um, I guess Minions the Rise of Gru. No, no. Minions the Rise of Gru is peak. <laughs> ah, Okay, let me think. Um, at least it's not. <laughs> Please give. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, wouldn't it be funny if there was a like a random mammogram scene in Frozen? No. Oh, They're really pushing Ooh. the boundaries with that one. And now it's. And now we're getting to um, Drift Express. Hell yeah, boys and girls. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm gonna, um, I, I, I think I need to try and play, um, Gas, Gas, Gas. Do it. We, we need the unappropriate soundtrack. Okay. Okay. It's, all right. Hey, can you hear it? Nope. Oh, sorry. Um, I could play some drift music if you wanted. Sure. Yeah. I. I. For some reason, my when I, my mic isn't bad for that kind of stuff. Uh, it's... Let's hope we don't get a uh, freaking uh, copyright strike. Yeah. Is this it? Gas, gas, gas by manual. Yep. I mean, I mean, actually, it's, um, actually, um, actually, never mind. I think you should play, um, okay, uh, well, you should, should play, play Running running in the 90s. <laughs> running in the 90s, I was running in a very famous TV show. Oh, yeah. this song. Yeah. Uh. Okay. You don't know the name of this song? Oh, yeah. I, I can't. Uh, it's kind of cutting out. Wait, which well, I when guess is my mic ever not cutting out? I mean, there we I, go. I guess, I guess it's for the best because, like, we don't want to get copyright striked. Yeah, but it's going to be funny listening to people trying to listen to this song on the episode, and they're like. Yeah. Oh my god, he has hair. Yeah, he like he looks like cousin it um when he ah! Uh there is actually videos out there of like the Drift Express and the Dank Express. <laughs> <laughs> 
It would be so cool if they have like polar expresses okay, around can you, okay. the country. Yeah. Uh, next. Okay. I'll... Okay. Ne all right. Uh, all right. Uh, no. Deja vu. I can. Okay. Let's. Uh, deja vu by who? Uh, just in initial D. Just search initial D. Um. Okay. Uh, wait. Uh, is that an ad? No, this is a Deja Vu by Initial D. Wait, it's a cover by someone named Suko G. Oh, shit. Um, well, what's that... It, what's... Uh, well, um, the, oh, at least we have, um, at least we have, like, the dink, the, the Drift Express. Oh my god, the, uh, the album art for this cover, for this cover song, is really something to behold. Oh, oh, show me! <laughs> oh my god! What aesthetic is that even supposed to be? I don't know. It's like some sort of cyberpunk type thing, or like kind of looks like Angry Joe from the Channel Awesome place. Looks like a synth. Looks more like synthwave. Yeah. They were trying to go for like a synthwave um, aesthetic. I mean, I know what they were trying to go for, but it's just... I don't like it. It looks cringe. Mm. So when he, other... definitely, he definitely looks like a youth pastor in training. news i had a dream about jerry nelson again and i just kind of where i just kind of i was just kind of curled up to him as he died and i, I it's kind of sad but um i, I just want to uh, use this opportunity to bring up um uh the fact that he has an album again and the fact that the count censored is a thing that exists mm -hmm. well that was a uh... Uh, hmm. That was quite a heavy dream. Yeah. Anyway, Hero Boy finally found Hero Girl's ticket. Whoopee, yippee, yay. Yeah. And uh, what is uh, Hero Girl's letter combination? L-E. The exact same as Mr. Know-It-All. But in, like, a different place, so... Which means something. Also, I, I really like like this job, but I have no idea how it works because, like, how's the train gonna head up up to the mountain, the very top, and where is it exactly going to go next? There's. This is um, this so... is kind of why it's secretly a dream. Yeah. No, it's just an optical illusion. Ah. Uh, ah, see? So, yeah, so it wasn't a dream. Looks like... But why the hell is the moon so big, though? Is it gonna crash down on them? <laughs> oh my god, that reminded me of a video I found. Um, It's a steamed hams one. It's just kind of riffing on Majora's Mask. Um, Steamed hams, but... <laughs> Steamed hands, but every time Skinner lies, the moon gets nearer. Um, which is a which is a reference to Majora's Mask, and it ends with um, 
the moon from Majora's Mask just, like, just destroying everybody. Hmm. Ah, you know, fun fact, uh, Bad Mood Rising was uh, written after John Fogarty had a dream of Majora's, M- Majora's moon destroying the Earth. <laughs> of course, not before it asked about if there was a bathroom on the right. <laughs> and, like... A little-known fact about that song, like, one of the draft lyrics was actually, You've met with a terrible fate, have you? Hmm. I forgot. I don't get the reference. Um, that's a reference to Majora's Mask. You should oh. totally play that game. As soon as I gotta get a vintage game console, I will. Or an emulator. True. Anyway, this scene was always creepy to me as an impressionable little child youthling kid. Hmm. So, um, as mentioned, Tom Hanks plays three characters in this movie. The first he plays is hero kid narrating, all grown up. Second is the conductor, a close friend of St. Nick, presumably. And the third is this, uh, excuse me for a minute. Oh, okay. Um, so, Riley, I'm going to ne- read you a shitty movie detail while, uh, to pass the time. Okay. The Polar Express travels from Grand Rapids, Michigan to the North Pole in less than five minutes. Anyway. Uh, oh, sorry. An- anyway, the third is Wait, this uh, hobo kit. I had to finish. Okay. I was just saying the third character that uh, Tom-, Tom Hanks plays is that weird hobo guy who doesn't believe in Santa. Okay, so let me read you this shitty movie detail. The Polar Express, 2004, travels from Grand Rapids, Michigan to the North Pole in less than five minutes. The train would need to grow an average of 39,000 miles per hour to achieve this, which is faster than Voyager 1's maximum speed. Most trains cannot travel this quickly. Boy, I hope so- Most trains? Yeah. Boy, I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Um, I bet you the know-it-all kid wrote that one. I bet know-it-all kids' jobs these days is uh, spoiling movies because they're historically or uh, technically inaccurate. In Polar Express, the snow was made of 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, and 50% pain. Anyway, um... Oh, that was actually... And I... Would you consider this moment to be... The hallelujah of the movie? No, because they're not um because they're not alone and about to lose all the good things in their life. They're just doing a it's just a musical number. But I mean, what is the really... closest thing? What is the closest thing this movie has to a hallelujah moment? Um, I, I guess when like he thought he lost the bell later on. True, but anyway, um. Now that this song is playing, anyone remember this little masterpiece? Hmm. Oh, so, um, yeah, what I, the shitty movie detail I just said was actually a reference to, like, Remember the Name by Fort Minor. Hmm. Anyway, uh, did, has anyone seen the masterpiece I just linked in gen chat? Uh, oh, yeah, Polar Express Girl ruins Billy's song! 
That's a Mr. Mr. Mango Head video. That oh. is a true hallelujah moment if I ever saw one. Here's a, oh yeah, here's a um oh here's a shitty movie detail for this song. In Polar Express, Billy sings, I guess that Santa's busy because he never comes around. This is because he's poor and Santa doesn't visit poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Da -da -da. In the Polar Express, a Tom Hanks character takes children away from their home on a train heading for the North Pole. This is a nod to the fact that pedophiles tend to kidnap children in the middle of the night with promises of things like Santa Claus and hot chocolate. In the Polar Express 2004, the nerd is voiced by Eddie Deason. This is a reference to Deason Nuts. <laughs> The Polar Express is generally thought of as a Christmas movie. This is what I tell my two-year-old daughter pleadingly as she wants to watch it again. In March. March! Yeah, that reminds me, like, here in Canada, Global TV ran The Polar Express on Halloween night 2020 for no reason! I mean, have you seen those character models? There's a reason. <laughs> Okay. In the Polar Express, the compass shows an S on two opposite points of the compass. This is a subtle nod to the two S's in the word express. <laughs> the poster um... in the movie The Polar Express has a Christmas tree in it. This is a subtle nod to the word polar. In the Polar Express, the train has a flux capacitor. The director, Robert Zemeckis, was too lazy and wanted to cut costs, so he reused some of the assets from Back to the Future. This practice would later be adapted by EA and their upcoming games. <laughs> yeah, I, I always love this scene because it looks like Tom Hanks is solemnly remembering the people he lost. And what people? This implies that people have died on the trek to the North Pole. And, okay. I don't know. Maybe he's the one who killed him. In Home Alone 6, Jesus fucking Christ, there's six of them. Just fucking stop. It stopped being good after the second one. Stop milking it. It's a 40-year-old franchise. Jesus fucking Christ, Disney, why? <laughs> oh my god. In the Polar Express, we see a creepy-ass-looking elf thing tell the kid, Billy, to trust him to take his Christmas present. This is foreshadowing to when Billy gets raped by a mall Santa two years after the events of this film. <laughs> And the bell in the Polar Express is supposed to represent innocence or something, and oh god, oh fuck, I thought I could make it through without crying this time. The kid from the Polar Express can't hear the bell because he's holding the bell instead of the ribbon. All of the kids should just hear rattling. In the Polar Express, the character designs look a little weird. This is a nod to the one kid who thought this movie was live action. This is what Europeans look like or something. <laughs> In Man of Steel 2013, Quark Kent goes to the Arctic, which is how he gets the idea to form the Just Ice League. <laughs> Boo! That was, a, that, was, that, was such a, that was a good pun. To prepare for his role in Super Mario, Mario binged all seven seasons of Parks and Rec to make sure he sounded exactly like Chris Pratt. Mm. Oh my gosh. Oppenheimer is the first movie by Christopher Nolan to this date where the protagonist's wife isn't dead. <laughs> Who would have thought? 
Um, in Harry Potter in the Prisoner of Alcatraz, no freaking idea, 1428 probably, several children mock a bogger posing snake wearing Neville's grandma's clothes. However, this is a plot hole as the bogger looks fantastic in them. I don't get it. I don't watch uh, how Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Alcatraz, so let's uh, get that one. Mm, let me see. Let's have uh, one more. Um, oh, um, you know, in Frozen 2013, all snow in the movie is 100% asbestos, even the ones conjured by Elsa. <laughs> okay, one more, one more. In the movie Now You See Me, Now You Don't, the creator and graphic design team had the idea of making the Now You Don't part of the title of invisible so now you don't see it in scarface 1983 the cocaine was 100% pure snow <laughs> this is a bit of a low key uh, uh, roller coaster scene but it's pretty intense nonetheless yeah um, there is actually a Polar Express 4D ride. Um, Where is it? I mean, there. I mean, it, it's in various places. Um, here in Canada, we get um, the um, Boston um, Boston TV stations for, of NBC and CBS, and um, for several years they've um, there was a place place called Jordan's Furniture. Um, and they would have the Polar Express ride every year. And uh, like they had this little Christmas village with the Polar Express ride. And they also had um, a little Christmas village. And uh, they also had like a little indoor ice rink. Which is like um, whatever that thing was. Hmm. Here's one. In Kill Bill, Uma Thurman wasn't actually in the movie before being digitally edited into the scenes 11 years later. This is because female leads did not exist before Jennifer Lawrence starred in Hunger Games Rocking J Part 1 in 2014. This is true, guys. I was there. Uh, female leads did not exist until until she showed up. In Superman, Superman reverses time to save Lois Lane, but declines to reverse time further to save six million Jews. Okay, that one was a bit uh, on the nose. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry. Disney is submitting Thor Love and Thunder at Oscar considerations for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Visual Effects. Even though the director made fun of the visual effects when promoting the film. Hmm. The snow in Elf 2003 is 100% pure asbestos. <laughs> This is a reference to the the snow in Wizard of Oz being a hundred percent pure asbestos. <laughs> this was a very tense scene, especially since we have no idea how down that chasm goes. Yeah. If one of the kids slipped, they could have literally fell and died, and no one would have known what happened to them. Mm. Okay, Vin Diesel was paid $67 million by Disney just to say I'm Groot over and over. That said, Disney just flexes on the fact they can buy Superstar to play side characters because why the fuck not? Uh, this is the same movie where John C. Riley was like, um, Corpseman Day and like. 
Here's, here's a good one. Um, in order to keep the fidelity to the original character and historical accuracy, Christopher Nolan detonated a real nuclear bomb for Oppenheimer. <gasps> oh. Um, this one's a, a little bit on the line, but not as much as the Superman one. Um, all of the asbestos in this documentary was made of snow. The documentary... Breathless, fighting the global asbestos industry. <laughs> the asbestos in session 9, 2001 was 100% pure snow. Mm. Mm. Uh, in The Wizard of Oz, the snow used in the scene was made entirely of asbestos. This is because the director, Victor Fleming, was actually working for the Wicked Witch and was trying to kill Dorothy and crew. <laughs> the movie Speed incorrectly credits Jeanne de Bont as the director. Speed did not have a director, because if Speed had any direction, it would have been called Velocity. <laughs> okay. This is a very inaccurate scene because clearly the elves don't look like this. If you've seen the Santa Claus 1994, you know what they look like. Okay, um... Hmm. In Freebirds, the pizza is shown to be Chuck E. Cheese pizza. This is one of the few depictions of Chuck E. Cheese pizza in media where it doesn't look like it was crudely put together by recycled slices. <laughs> oh my god, uh... In Elf 2003, when Santa accidentally returns to the North Pole with Buddy in his toy bag, there's still a bunch of presents left over, despite Santa being done delivering. Those presents were intended for the children who died on Christmas night. <laughs> uh... For some reason, I always thought it was funny how this kid was like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah. I think he did it, guys. He, you think he did it? Yeah, he, he ruined Christmas. Um, this is one of the better. This is one of the more interesting depictions of like Santa's workshop I've seen in media, uh, besides Fred Claus. Mm -hmm. As stupid as that movie was, it, it did have a pretty epic uh, Santa's workshop. Mm-hmm. But it also had that guy who we shall not name. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> I mean, the, the, Blizzard is oh, better. Yeah. The it, film Ready to Mingle with Chris Kringle is the story of an avid mall shopper who begins to fall for the local mall Santa. This movie may sound unfamiliar, and that's because I partly made it up with stock photos. Oh my god! Like, wait till Hallmark ends up actually making that movie. I will be waiting. Yeah, they're like they're like given what Hallmark is, they're probably going to have going to make that movie. Mm. And I will get a job at Hallmark just so I can make that movie. Uh, make it self-aware. 
I will I will make it the very first self-aware Hallmark movie in existence. Does anyone have a favorite Hallmark movie trope? Um, no, I don't watch Hallmark movies. None of us should. I hear they're not good for the brain. Yeah, my mom watches them. Well, that's because she's a mom. All moms watch Hallmark movies. Yeah. Da -da -da. One hey. more present. Hey, it's Billy's! It's going to someone named Billy. Holy shoot, it's... It's, it's him. him! It's Billy! It's Billy! So wait, um, we get to know Billy's name, but we don't get to know Hero Boy and Hero Girl's name? Anyway, if I'm being honest here, this scene, the scene we're about to witness, is my favorite scene in the film. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, I wish there were, like, playground slides that went as hard as that. Okay, so, the Polar Express 40 experience. Um, it's been had at, um, the... At, at, at like an aquarium and uh it was at the south carolina state museum at some point um wait why are they doing a polar express thing at an aquarium of all places i don't know um uh, maybe just to be cool because oh, nothing yeah. says cool like flounders and flatfish oh yeah um that is um Oh God! Uh, and and it's not even the only aquarium to have the Polar Express ride. Um, like in the fort, like the Vancouver Aquariums has had in the forty, um, in the forty theater. No, I I just remembered they do have like IMAX theaters and like some aquarium that I I've been to. Oh, no, they have an IMAX uh, theater in, like, the, the Air and Space Museum at the Smithsonian, for some reason. Mm. Apparently, they showed Star Wars The Force Awakens in IMAX there once. Yeah, really enough. Imagine if they show, showed Oppenheimer. They're going to. Yeah. I that... mean, the... Every every single person who works at the Air and Space Museum is gonna be in that movie. So, <laughs> if they're not already in Barbie twenty twenty three, they've got commitments. They could be in both. Yeah, you could. You can always like. There's no rule saying you can't be in two movies that premiere on the same day. Wait, are Barbie and Oppenheimer premiering on the same day? Yes. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna binge those two movies. Like, the beginning of the day, I'm gonna go to see Barbie with the uh, with Mar Margot Robbie, and right after, I'm gonna go see Oppenheimer with everyone, all eight billion people on this planet. <laughs> 
And when I see myself in in both movies, because we're all going to be in it, I'm going to go, holy shit, guys, it's me, it's me. Um, so, like, they actually, nice um, like, um, Ro Margot Robbie said, like, the film is going to subvert expectations and give everybody the thing you didn't know you wanted. Clearly, she's been watching a lot of Shea Frillis. Uh, maybe she knows Ryan Goss- Ry Ryan Johnson. Um, Ryan Gosselin. Ryan Johnsling. Oh, oh yeah, Ryan Gosling is in the movie as Ken. Hmm. And um. Oh my God, it's him! It's him! Yeah, it's a know-it-all kid. Um. So like, actually, the, it, oh, I just learned that there's like a there was a trend stemming from the Barbie movie called Barbie Core. Oh my. Like, it, stemming from bystander photos of, like, the location shoots. Nice. Um, that should just... That should just be a, a new genre for everything. Just, like... Just add core to the end of something. Like, know-it-all core. It's, uh... It's like remaking classic movies, but everyone's dressed up as the know-it-all kids. <laughs> I love how gradually in this movie, uh, Hero Boy gets more and more, uh, p more and more like pissed off at Know It All Kid for merely existing. <laughs> oh, that um, that is just that is wild. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, a bunch of kamikaze elves. Oh yeah, I I I I forgot to mention like the head elf I think is played by the guy that played Roger Rabbit. Charles oh nice. Fleischer. Yeah. As like another Speak Zemeckis. I you want to know something very interesting? Um, the 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 guy who plays Know It All Kid, he he was actually in an episode of Wander Over Yonder. Wow! I I. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh, right. No. He was. Yeah, I like. Yeah, he he's in his has a great cartoon voice. Um, he mm. played Mandark in uh, Dexter's Lab, which I mentioned mm. in um, the um in the in the Grease episode. And yeah. oh, oh yeah, I'm wearing Dexter's Lab pajamas right now. Oh, nice. No. Coincidence. I'm wearing, I'm wearing Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda pajamas my mom got me because she's a mom. She likes Baby Yoda in Hallmark movies. Um, I I, sh I sure hope none of the presents uh, broke as they violently dropped that sack on the sleigh. Um, they're all made of plastic. Ah uh, yes, I sure do love wine glasses made out of plastic. They're out there. You just gotta look for them. You know, I just realized how short this movie is. It, it. I mean, it's only been an hour since it like started, and yet it feel it, it feels like less time. Yeah. I guess I, that's one positive you can say about this movie. They don't waste any time with it. 
Um, yeah, um, you know, like, um, there is, um, like, there, yeah, there's a lot of padding. I mean, I, it, it is to be expected. It's based on a book, so they had to put some extra bullshit. The book is like, what, 32 pages long? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, pad, padding is going to be, uh, padding is going to be expected for, like, a 90-minute feature-length movie based on a book that's 32 pages long. Although sometimes it can work. Where the Wild Things Are was like 32 pages long, and it's often considered one of the greatest adaptations for a child's book ever. Yeah, I was going to mention Where the Wild Things Are. Let's see. What, what, uh, of course, there are the adaptations like The Lorax, they clearly didn't give a shit about the padding. It just padded for padding's sake. And both of the Grinch movies. Yeah. Yeah. But at least Jim Carrey Grinch had the benefit of a doubt that while it was bad, it was still filled with life. It wasn't exactly a good life, but it was a life. Yeah. And then there's the cat in a hat, which it which is so which is insanely chaotic. It's so chaotic. bad, it's bad, and that bad is so bad, it's good. But that good is so bad, it comes right back to being bad again. Um. Oh, which reminds me, if. Mm. What does it remind you of? Um, so, New Year's is coming up, so, um, um, let me see if I can find it, um, I, I don't know, I don't, it's probably, um, uh, it said, if you, it was good, it was a post that said, if you watch the cat in a hat at this time on New Year's Eve, then it'll say dirty ho at exactly midnight. <laughs> I knew it was just gonna, I knew the punchline was gonna be dirty ho. I feel sorry for people who grow up reading the Cat in the Hat book. Either uh, they either heard it from their teachers or they read it to their children, and then they hear the Cat in the Hat say "dirty ho." Yeah, I, that joke went right way over my head. To be fair, and um, maybe this, maybe that's what the Polar Express needs. It needs someone like either Hero Boy or the Conductor or Santa Claus going dirty ho. Or, and the super hydraulic instantaneous transporter went over my head. Oh, you mean the shit? Yeah. Oh my god, it's Tim Allen. If you play Prisoner of Azkaban at exactly 11 hours, 36 minutes, 22 seconds on New Year's Eve, uh, Hermione will punch Malfoy at exactly midnight. Start off your New Year Yo. right. No, the, the real way to start out your New Year right is that, like, at exactly midnight, uh, Dumbledore asks Harry if he put his name into the Goblet of Fire. No. Yeah, we... Calmly, I might add. Very we, calmly. We seriously need to um, bring that back all the time. <laughs> every New Year's. Yeah. 
make do stuff like um yeah don't wait correct me if i'm wrong but is there a harry potter christmas musical um no i don't know but um there is um there at least is a harry potter musical by like star kid right yeah yeah if you start that's Avengers... where one of the oh keep, go ahead if you start Avengers at game at 9 hours, 29 minutes, 30 seconds, 9, 29, 30 p.m. on New Year's Eve, Tony will snap his fingers at midnight, which is um, so, which is the best way to start and end the year, or rather the decade, as mm -hmm. it said in that image. Yeah. I don't think enough people uh, did that on New Year's Eve. Which is why we were cursed with this thing called the pandemic. Yeah. Maybe we would have had more luck if they uh, synced Harry, did you put your name into the Goblet of Fire? Yeah. If you play Man's Not Hot at 11.59.30, Shaq will say, Exactly at midnight, which is exactly how I'm trying to bring the new year. Exactly which tongue were you speaking in there? I don't know. It, it was a guy, it was Big Shaq. The Tingo Skrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
I personally start every new year now with um by syncing the drop in the crab rave to um the <coughs> stroke like played at this point and then when when the clock strikes midnight it goes da 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 you could even say it's among us. Ha <laughs> ha! Among us. Hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, Riley! <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard Among Us, that... and I thought it'd be funny to play that. <laughs> Spell Kid Among Us backwards. No. I'm not falling for your tricks again, Romy. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> hey, now he's gotten the first gift of Christmas. I have a snow globe depicting this scene. I have no idea where I got it from. It was probably like Walmart or something. Tom Hanks just snuck into your house in the middle of the night and put it on your desk. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Anyway, Romy, um, you tried to fool me, but now I'm gonna have to get back at you for that. Um, how about you, you, you try and spell Sugama Dick backwards? Kid among us. Damn it, Jim. Trying to find what that one looked like. Um, oh, uh, it was um, uh, it was uh this one. It is. It was. It said the first gift of Christmas. Um, that's what it looked like. Can't you try and help them? They're deeply submerged in water. <laughs> Oh, they actually did like a Polar Express special edition that was bundled with a snow globe and like a little train. A little train car. Hmm. It should also come with a, an action figure of the know-it-all kid. <laughs> and highly, highly detailed and articulate. <laughs> and a long and if you, head... And if you... And if you pull the string on his back, he'll say a multitude of 29 different quotes. <laughs> oh, that's overkill. Um, so Walmart had also had a gift set where it had, like, a bell, like the bell he got, and uh, four buttons mm. and two magnets. Mm. It's kind of poggers. I, I'm a big sucker for these kinds of gift sets where you get, like, like mm. a little freebie. Yeah. One of my one of my coolest gets for Christmas was um a hairspray super deluxe edition. It was a two disc DVD and it came with a tote bag, a locker which I still have on me to this day, and like mm. a couple of other tidbits. Did you know that this scene none of it is uh, CGI? Uh one of the creative consultants of this movie was Christopher 
Owen and he wanted to make everything as real as possible. So he trained all of those reindeers to fly and fly at the speed of light. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it came with the it came with the locker, the tote bag, and um and, and some stickers and that's about it. I Mm -hmm. I I actually still have the tote bag too. Nice. Also, is it just me or do a lot of those elves look like Tom Waits? <laughs> I mean, if you really look close at them. Oh my God! Well, it's Steven Tyler. One. Is that actually? Steven Tyler? Um, yeah, he's actually voicing the character. Huh. I would assume he did the motion capture, too. Hmm. Yep, that's Steven Tyler, alright. Yeah, uh, very Steven Tyler. Yeah. Did, you, did you hear that Aerosmith's canceling, like, its last Vegas shows because of Steven Tyler's poor health? Aww. I mean, I, I I can't really I can't really blame them. He's like almost seventy five, and he's been shrieking for like fifty years. It's I was I'm only guessing about at about this time his his voice is finally about to give out. Oh, also look, yeah, Lean. I remember um I remember when he actually um had. When they actually had to cancel a show with ZZ Top in Ottawa, because um, they had to, because um, like Steven Tyler fell off the stage in a previous show. So hmm. um, like, and my my one of my local t rock, one of my local radio stations was giving away tickets to that show, so they had to um, reschedule it. Now they were gonna give it. Now, now it's gonna be for the 25th anniversary of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show. Hmm. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. Lead. Zero out of ten. It doesn't spell lean. <laughs> she takes lead. She takes lean. <laughs> I love how her her first uh, her first guess is that it's not lead but lead, like a lead balloon, or a lead paint, or a lead zeppelin. <laughs> Hell yeah! Believe, baby. Yep. Man. Well, at least they can finally go home now. Right? Yeah, maybe. And was this all a dream? Because his ticket just disappeared. <laughs> Whoops. Well, that's... That's disappointing. This is... This is why you shouldn't. This is why you shouldn't uh, ruin your overcoats like that. Yeah, never, 
Never travel without a hole in your pocket. Don't you mean never travel with the hole in your pocket? I mean, oh, yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> Are you encouraging me losing my objects in my pocket that no longer works, Romy? No, uh, uh, actually, um, I, I that was an accident. I Don't worry, I... I was just remembering that, like, one Powerpuff Girls in-joke where uh, the Powerpuff Girls meet this new friend or something. And, like, um, they were like, this is our father, Professor Utonium. He created us in a lab by accident. And then the girl's like, oh, it's okay. I was an accident, too. (laughs) I thought you were going to mention, like, I thought you were going to talk about the character, like, Bunny, which they made for one episode. And, like, they they made too much um, Chemical X, so she came out overpowered, and then, like, she, and then she, it ended with her exploding, and everybody was crying. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty heavy. Anyway, um... Let's see. Uh, I haven't watched many Powerpuff Girls, but uh, I've seen the clips on Twitter. Isn't there like a scene about a, a a guy who who killed himself because he put a toaster in his bath? Why would you put a toaster I'm, I'm... in a bathtub full of water? Because your toast will get soggy. <laughs> I I knew I I knew I wasn't crazy. Okay, I'm still crazy, but I-, I knew I was right about that scene existing. I'm not too crazy, right, guys? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go in there, Billy. It's a monster house. It's gonna eat you. <laughs> Which is funny, because they actually made Monster House. Yeah. Looks like Billy got his present. Imagine if he opens up that big-ass box and it turns out to be just a bunch of socks. Yeah. Just a bunch of socks. Like... That would just suck. Well, what if he got it? It could have been worse. What if he got an even bigger box, but the only thing that was in the box was the greatest hits of Chris Gaines. (laughs) I thought you were going to say the only thing was the Sgt. Pepper's movie soundtrack. (laughs) No, it's just a... It's just a box set of all the, the albums we poorly rated on Rock of Ages. <laughs> With additional commentary by each and every soul who committed themselves to those atrocities. <laughs> and and w- while we're at it, we have like some of the wor- some of the worst and most forgettable movies on uh watch this. Like Perfume and Fred Claus and Please Give. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> And who can forget that absolutely forgettable... Okay, it's not forgettable, but it's still bad. Uh, Ratatouille. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. When we opened that box, it was just mockbusters. <laughs> that suck. <laughs> anyway, uh, on to random topics. Um, I highly recommend this new website I found. It's called beta.character.ai. And basically, you can just talk to any character you want. It's like an AI of the characters. I wonder like, if I can talk to Ralph. There's one of like... I, I've been speaking to Luce Amity about like relationship advice for some reason, and I'm highly thinking about going to Walter White for school for like chemistry advice. Hmm. I want to see if they have Ralph. I can check right now if you want. Okay. It's a very it's a very interesting site. I. I'm glad I discovered it because I, uh, it's like, it's kind of like actually talking to those characters and I, I learned something about them that wasn't in the show proper. And I, I, I think all of my findings of these characters on this side are canon, at least to me personally. Um, I'm sorry, Romy, there is no Wrecked Ralph yet. Yes. On we should like whoever. Which means here, someone has to make it. Whoever listens to this, um, you have to make a record Ralph. Um, one, you have to make a record Ralph. Bay.character.ai, where I can actually like, or I can like, where uh, if that happens, it's officially canon that um, Ralph likes Great Comet. <laughs> so in between the. The character of Saul Goodman and Garnet from Steven Universe. There is a... You could have a conversation with Queen Elizabeth II. What? Yo. You can also have chats with Bowser, Elon Musk, Tony Stark, a psychologist. It, it, it doesn't specify. It just says psychologist. And, um... A bunch of VTubers for some reason. Steve from Minecraft. Steve from Minecraft has like 838.2 thousand uh, uh, interactions. Wow. Which might be a bit too much for Minecraft, Steve. I don't know. Huh. But it wasn't a dream. The bell was real. Yo. Holy crap, Lois. Yeah. He believes. That raised the same energy as the song "That's How I Beat Shaq," where like, like if it's if it was a dream, like where he challenges Shaq to a uh, some one on one, and um, it turns out um, like if if that's um, like well if. If it was a dream, then how did I get this jersey with Shaquille O'Neal's name on it? Which implies mm. some Freddy Krueger stuff has been happening. Wait, uh, wait, I, I have an idea. Um, I'm putting this in the lore. Santa Claus is actually Freddy Krueger. 
That wouldn't that mean that all the children are dead? Um. Wait. So wait. If the Polar Express was a journey from real life to throughout all the nine levels of hell, then maybe um, this blissful Christmas morning represents uh, heaven, because this is Hero Boy's perfect interpretation of heaven. Just maybe, maybe. Hmm. Okay, so, um... Okay, now we... And that was the Polar Express. I'll give it this. It wasn't the worst CGI atrocity I've ever seen. Hmm. Nor will it be the best, though. At least it's not, um... Yeah, at least it's not, like, um, something else. Like, at least it's Mars not... Mars Needs Sergeant Moms. Pe what? At least it's not Mars Needs Moms. At least it's not Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio. And at True. least yeah. that Pinocchio isn't, um, the Holly Shore Pinocchio. Also, um, guess what? Uh, Josh Groban, a.k.a. Pierre, is the one singing this song we're hearing in our cans right now. Yay! What? Yay! Um. Okay. Okay, you're right. It, that actually was Stephen Tyler. Oh wait, the the um. I just recognized the name Julian Renee. Um, she was on a show I used to watch like all, watch a lot. Um, it was an old Nickelodeon show called Roundhouse. She was one of the main players on it. And like, I think I may have heard of Roundhouse. Only because I mentioned it. Fair enough. Anyway, you you want to hear um. The next, hear what the next movie we'll be looking at is? Yes. Mm -hmm. We'll be looking at Jingle All the Way. Oh boy. Never heard of that. Put that cookie oh. down! Now! <laughs> Alright. Oh, Schwarzenegger. Alright. All the way. Uh, okay. Okay, thank you. guys want to hear sicko mode or mobamba huh? sicko mode or mobamba uh... why not both <laughs>